Blog Talk Radio. I think we're here now. Can you hear me now? Yes, now we can hear you. And it does not look like uh, uh, it's all about love is up. So do you want to start with something else? Um, let's start with um, love is gay. Let's see. Well, you know, actually, I was going to do Al Green. So, well, okay. let's do Al All right. Green Love. Because 
love is all there is. Not a state family, which means the God in me salutes the God in you. This is King Teasdale presenting to you King's philosophy is love. And I have a co-host, my beloved wife, Arlene. Arlene, would you greet our guest? Good evening, family. Good evening, good evening. I am so happy to be here and welcome to King's Philosophy as well. Thank you, my dear. We are dealing today with what is your passion. And oftentimes, we come to a place of understanding that passion is a thing that makes you hot. <laughs> makes you want to do something. Makes you want to holler. But we, we, don't, we don't have that song today from Bottom Game. That makes you want to holler. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought it was interesting that a lot of times when we hear people talk about passion, Oftentimes, it's in the context of lust, um, but then there's a certain type of passion that kind of kicks in that is the expression of any powerful emotion, and we've heard of uh, the passion of love, you know. There is a thing called... Uh, If I'm not mistaken, is is it when when somebody just so happens to um, violate the laws of life and take another another person's life out of passion of um, I guess being in in an intimate relationship and pain, so they kill somebody. Is that there? Is there a phrase for that? Only it is. It is a crime of passion. Crime of passion. Lord have mm-hmm. mercy. So we see that passion can come from all sorts of levels. Crime of passion. Lord help mm-hmm. us, I tell you. Now, but it's interesting that we say crime of passion. When I have before me here a book written by a fellow by the name of Khalil Gibran. And um, I'm going to read a section out of that because it seems apropos for the time. For one of the elders of the city said, speak to us of good and evil. And he answered, of the good in you I can speak, but not of the evil. For what is evil but good tortured by its own hunger and thirst? Verily, when good is hungry, it seeks food. And when it thirsts, it drinks even of dead waters. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. That's some deep stuff right there. I'm going to read the next phrase, and we'll continue with the program. It says, in continuation, you are good 
when you are one with yourself. Yet, when you are not one with yourself, for a house divided is not a den of thieves, it is only a divided house. And a ship without rudder may wander aimlessly among perilous isles, yet sink not to the bottom. You are good when you strive to give of yourself, yet you are not evil when you seek gain for yourself. For when you strive for gain, you are but a root that clings to the earth and sucks at her breast. Surely the fruit cannot say to the root, Be like me, ripe and full and ever-giving of your abundance. For to the fruit, giving is a need, as receiving is a need to the root. Yes, yes, tonight we are talking about what is your passion and how is it burning. And we hope that no one is out there playing any crimes or passion because that's not the direction we want you to go. It's about love, real love, love that emanates from heart to heart and breast to breast. The passion we're talking about is a deep, overwhelming feeling that constitutes a positive vibration that makes you want to do something that is going to be for the good. As we look at the definition of passion, I came across an unusual note, and that note was reflected from the word passion having a capital T. And it said, passion, the suffering of Christ in the period following the Last Supper and including the crucifixion, a narrative of this suffering. Passion is a certain kind of feeling. And that kind of blew me away because I was like, how is passion going to be related to suffering? And then I remembered that they wrote a movie called The Passion of Christ, if I'm not mistaken. So I looked to find where passion comes from, and it comes from the Greek word pathos, which means suffering. And I was like, did you know that? Yes, actually, I did, man. I think uh, um, I was, I, I don't know how I came upon the etymology of the word or like the original meaning of the word, but yeah, I was aware that passion meant suffering. And I think at the time when I, uh, when I found out about it, I was thinking, well, you know, the the whole concept of people who are passionate about somebody and there's their love was unrequited then they they were experiencing um experiencing some type of suffering because um 
the love was being unrequited. Wow. So unrequited means um, what? Uh, Unrequited means that the love is not returned, that the person that um, that you are caring or have this strong um, loving feeling towards does it, re- you know, return your feeling. So it is not reciprocated, um, the love and that, that, the love and the passion that you may actually have for them. Wow. I guess that is a suffering, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but that was at least that was how I I associated the word when I realized that it um, that it had that particular connotation to it was that uh, that it was it it was akin to suffering. Wow, that's pretty deep. I um, find it interesting that oftentimes we address passion in a manner that addresses what we ought to do and how the mission in life approaches our heart energy to act and bring forth our creativity. So I looked and I found that the synonyms for passion is like enthusiasm, which is it reflects excitement and responsiveness to more specific and concrete things. And zeal reflects strong, forceful devotion to a specific cause and expressing a driving attraction to something which grows out of motivation or added when we look at passion, that's kind of what we really talk about when we talk about a project that someone is going for. But then I said to myself, what is your passion, King? And what is it that makes you feel that way? And I had to think about it because, you know, I am writing a book three times, twice removed. Two books have already been written but not yet published. And once they are published, of course, I will become King Arthur because I will definitely (laughs) have conquered that aspect of what seems to be holding me back that's holding me back if there is such a thing because I've been working on these books for a number of years and it dawned on me it was criticism and for our audience if criticism is the thing that is holding you back from moving forward and accomplishing your goal I would say to you Remember, you are made as a unique being in this universe of many, many things. 
and each thing has its reason and its purpose. And its divine calling upon it, that means you have a divine calling, I have a divine calling, Arlene has a divine calling, and we need to step to it to feel it and allow it to be felt. So I've come to the conclusion that passion really is feeling it in such a manner to where you allow it to be felt by others. So in me digging deeper, what I discovered is my passion really is tied up in my desire for people not to feel pain. And that's a strange place to be for a person such as myself because in my previous thinking, my thought was, how can I be the only person, a one single individual, to do anything about anybody else's suffering? How can I have any, when I listen to a program that we often listen to, which is called Love Journey, which we tune in at 7 a.m. Monday through Friday. They help me with my self-worth to better understand that my worthiness is like the waves in the ocean. If it exists, it exists as part of the ocean, not separate from it, but a part of the whole. And as a wave cannot exist without the ocean, I guess the ocean, in essence, cannot exist. without a wave, when there's motion. And we're talking about emotion and how it burns. Passion is an unusual thing. I find it interesting. I've decided to step into that passion when I listen to a old song that a lot of people don't really pay much attention to anymore. But at this time, what we're going to do is we're going to hit you up with a song that talks about love because love is such a powerful, powerful energy. And Marvin Gaye wrote this song years ago called Everybody Needs Love. And everybody is love. So, let us do that and bring forth Marvin Gaye, his song, Everybody Needs Love. Uh-huh. 
excuse the silence there. I didn't know I was searching for it. And I think I found it right here. Excellent. My apologies, family. Everybody Needs Love by Marvin Gaye. See those flowers, they need love. See the bluebirds, they need love. See the babies, they need love. All got to.
to the greater levels with love. Maybe it is we who are not found to be as receptive as we ought to be when love does call. Maybe, just maybe, forgiveness is a place more than merely a thing we do. Maybe forgiveness is the place love loves most to be. Can you stay in the place called forgiveness? Or is it you who is always leaving? Hmm. Maybe it is love that finds that it is you who is always leaving the place she loves most and finds you than are the deserter. How can we be free in freedom without love? If only love could dominate all things, I mean real love, then wouldn't all things be beautiful? Because then it couldn't be nothing else but beauty and love. Yes, yes, dreamers are here to change the world. I'm one of them, and I have come to grips with recognizing that as my truth. And I hope you come to recognize your truth and what that is through the passion that burns inside of you. And if you have not found that passion, I implore you to seek it out. Passion moves things in a manner when love is attached to it. I tell you, man, it's like passion is the thing that makes us reach for the stars to to move in a manner that others have not before. Passion is that desire, that thing that demands of us to stand tall and strong and to conquer anything that is before us. I was listening to a song by Earth, Wind, and Fire that was called It's All About Love. And in that song, It said, we never spend time to talk with you. And that's what this show is about today. We want to talk to you, you know. We want to be real. We want to kind of share that which is within our heart about you and who you are and who I am. Passion that is needed in a world today that is in such need of love. You know, if we listen to the words very carefully of earth, wind, and fire, we come to find that you can paint a pretty smile each day because loving is a blessing. And you should never let it fade away because it's all about love. 
build yourself a true romance. And I say, start that romance with yourself. And you will discover that beauty will surround you. When you learn to love yourself, you will find that your worth brings forth all that you deserve and you will attain every chance. Receive love again and again and again because that's when you let your light shine. So let your light shine all through your mind. Feel your little heart aglow. Take the time, make up your mind that it's all about love. Every energy, every aspect that takes us to the next level of positive energy growth and vibration is based on love. Give serious thought to that because any energy that is not in alignment with love ends up making you feel depressed, angry, greedy, feeling envious, having hatred, being pissed off. You know what? That's not what you were sent here to do. Are you in the mindset of believing that you have been sent to this planet to be pissed off and to piss others off. If you are, let me tell you, I think you lost your mind. But I say that in love. The reason being is because I want you to understand that your existence, this world, is for the continuation of creation because you have been created for a time to renew the mind and set forth a rebirth of those who are around you and this world. Because when we look outside of ourselves and we observe what is going on in the world today, it should not be unless we have chosen to create such an environment I say it is not so. But what I believe has happened is I believe we've become lax. I believe we feel as if we do not have the power to transmit an energy that is going to transform the energy that is around this whole planet. That's what I believe has gone on. And that's a shame. And I'm not faulting you for that because you forgot that God moves in passion. And if you're not passionate about the needs of people, the need that people have to be healed, the need that people have to be free of the pain and suffering, then you are not showing the passion that will activate the energy and the vibration to bring that transformation. I am so blessed 
to have heard a song that I have not heard since I was a child. And it moved my heart. I mean, it moved me deeply. And it brought me to tears. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's kind of crazy. Why? Because I never thought that that would happen to me. Awakened in me an understanding that I never thought was there before. And that understanding is knowing that I do have a passion inside of me that is necessary to activate a love that is missing in the world today. But you know, that energy is activated through a specific energy. And you know what we need to do? We need to open our eyes. We need to identify that you have to be devoted to the cause of transformation for the world. Tutity. Being astutious is that constant application of diligence, devotion, unceasing persistence to get something done, to hold a vision and to make it strong in the mind to transform. In metaphysics, it's about visioning. Seeing it happen before it happens, that makes it happen. That's what makes it happen. You know, we are designed to be devoted beings. Did you know that we are designed to be devoted beings? In an episode of King's Philosophy prior, I shared with you that wish they knew this information. There are institutions that are current, that are locked into tradition, that are unable to see the, the, the truth that our connection to the realm of vibration and unified energy is in connection to it. Everything in life is connected to everything else. When we look at the stars in the sky, do you know every day the sun rises? It rises order that it had received to do what it does. If you want to know about devotion, you look at the sun. See that it rises every day and it burns consistently. None stop. Think about that. Your heart. Where does the energy come from for your heart to beat 
60 to 100 beats a minute every day, all day, every month, every year. I'm in my 60th year now, and I've come to a place of recognizing that I can't keep my mouth shut and not share what I know. There's an energy that manifests everything that exists. The sun is devoted to its purpose. Your heart is devoted to its purpose until that purpose is called to go elsewhere. There's an energy inside of you that keeps your heart beating. But you have no idea where that energy and you say it's inside of you. Okay. It's inside of you. But where does it go when it's not inside of you anymore? Energy doesn't dissipate. It only recreates in another time and space. So when I share that with you, come to understand this. We are living in a unified field. The sun does not sit in a space of nothingness. Something holds it there. Power that holds it there. Every star that you see in the sky has its assigned fixed position. And it has had that fixed position for millions of years. Because that's a fixed design. That's devotion. I say this to tell you this. You are merely an instrument of divine calling. And when that calling is upon your heart, you need to do what is required in order to make it happen. Because there's going to come a time to where you're going to be called out of that body to go back to the place from which you came. Because the energy that brought you here is the same energy that has brought every living existence. And then it moves on. But this is the interesting thing about this whole situation. Everything around us moves in accordance to divine law and love, the stars, the moon, the sun, they do not have a choice when the time comes for their season. That's devotion. The energy that fuels that tree is the same energy that fuels you. So you are devoted, whether it's your wife, husband, whether it's your money, your sex drive, whether it's your children, whether it's your car or some material aspect, you are devoted to something. So why not take that and devote yourself to God? Because God is 
the creator of all existence. God is love. And I use the word God, but God goes by many names. But every name is God. If you use your consciousness to better understand that as truth. So, with that being said, we're going to sing. Well, we're not going to sing. We're going to let Earth, Wind, and Fire sing this song to you. It's called Open Our Eyes.
So what you're going to do is you're going to trade your time for money where God has given you the time and all the time that you need to accomplish whatever it is that he sent you to do. Are you using your time wisely? Huh, that's something to think about. But are you devoted and using your devotion in the right place? Because being devoted is the key factor to manifesting what is necessary in your life's living. Love has been granted to you because you have life. When you use that life to love, allow the devotion of love to manifest itself if you choose for that to happen. Devotion is a key component to this whole experience of our life. But we are so tied up in being devoted to the wrong things where it's important to prioritize your devotion appropriately. So devotion to family is key. But does family come first or does God come first? Think about this. God is the one who initiated family. So with that being the case, then wouldn't it not make sense to identify family as God and God as family and family and God as one as it manifests love? Because I tell you, without love, we become hungry and thirsty and wanton. But when out of darkness, hunger and thirst and wanton desire appear, it does not know how to express itself. But when true love replaces darkness, the light of love reveals who you are and how to be authentically you. The complete you is completely you in everything you do when love and passion ride together as a team to fulfill your dreams. But you can only do that through identifying how you allow your passion to burn. It is based on what you're devoted to. Of course, you have to love yourself because in loving yourself, you love God. Don't understand that? I can help you out. We have an organization, a group of like-minded spirits with the love journey that will also help you through understanding that truth we meet every day, Monday through Friday. The number is 712-432-0900. It's called the Love Journey. And if you haven't connected to it, you should connect to it because there's so much there to be received. I, myself, I am a spiritual life coach. And if you need some help, you can reach out to me. My number is 410-419-1226. I also have a YouTube channel called King's Philosophy. And I impart what has been poured into my spirit to share. Because what God gives to me is not for me to put in a Bible and put on a shelf. It's to share with others. Because that's what love is all about. It's about the sharing of the gifts that God has given you. So whatever gifts you have, 
I don't learn how to share those gifts. And in that sharing, you will be surprised to find that you will start receiving because you are automatically giving and giving manifest the process of receiving. But what are you devoted to? What is your passion? How does it burn? Let's ask Earth, Wind, and Fire to come in again with a song called Devotion. Maybe that'll help our mind to find a better place. Yeah. 
A spiritual being, okay, is being, all right? So being is life, is energy, the manifestation of that force that allows your body to move and function. But that energy, that force cannot stay in that body. It cannot stay in that temple. It has to go somewhere. When it goes somewhere, why would a spiritual being leave the body? Because the spiritual being only used the body for the time that it is here to be utilized. But the spiritual being moves forward. Now, when we speak of spiritual beings, what spiritual beings do we know of? There's only two that I've heard people talk about. One of them is God and the elements of the heavens known as angels live in, okay? Angels live in the angelic realm, which is created by God, which is of the unified field. And these spiritual beings in this angelic realm are called angels. They move back and forth in that realm. They move to and fro. And they are able to come into this realm and come out of this realm based on whatever is the vibration, the energy, the frequency that allows them the authority. As I shared earlier, we have choice. It's the power of choice that only man has. You know, it appears that maybe a dog has a power of choice or a cat. It appears that way. But there's some things we don't talk about because we don't know. We just don't know. So don't fool yourself and be talking about something you don't know about and think that you know. We can all speculate. Is it possible that, you know, that cat that sits over there looking at you like you crazy? And, and, and don't do anything but what they want to do. That's what it appears to me. And then when he wants to get all loved up and carries on, he gets up and come over to you and start rubbing up on you <laughs> like it's your responsibility to go ahead and rub on it. So who's in charge? Right? Is it you or the cat? That's something to think about. <laughs> because most people will actually pet the cat, rub the cat, and the cat will stay there as long as it's being rubbed. But it's bringing the charge to you to rub it. So is that a power of choice? I think so, because when that cat decides to leave, he's going to go ahead and go on about his business and act like you aren't even there, whether you show the love or not. Now, a dog is a totally different situation, right? And maybe there's choice there. That dog can choose when you put that key in that door and open that door. That dog oftentimes comes running to the door to his master. Sometimes a cat will do that, but a cat sometimes will say, I ain't even going to try. They need to find me. Matter of fact, I'm going to play hide and seek with them. And you're wondering if the cat's still in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I'm running off at the mouth with some craziness, but this is the point I'm making. Of creation and everything that is made by God, 
when we look at the planets and we look at the sun and the moon and we look at the trees and the flowers, these things operate by divine design in accordance to that which has already been ordained for it to do what it does. The sun rises every morning. The moon is always in the same place. It was placed and it has not moved. It's fixed design. What's odd is we're fixed design also. But the difference between me and the moon is I can make a choice as to whether I'm going to get out of bed or not, whether I'm going to walk the streets at night, or when I'm going to get out of bed but the sun is going to be sure to get up and do what it does because of the devotion that it has to God and the energy of creation all around us. You know, we have to learn to love ourselves and learn all the beautiful things around us. We have to learn the beautiful things around us. There's too many people complaining for no reason about everything and anything about them. You complain about it. Don't you know you're throwing negative energy out? If you throw negative energy out, what's going to come back to you? You throw negative energy at me, there's a good chance I'm going to throw negative energy back at you. Why? Because in the sense of being immature, I'm going to think that's what I'm supposed to do. That kind of life. That doesn't make it right. But then it doesn't make it wrong because everybody is still learning and growing because that's what life is about. Life is for learning. And we yearn and we learn and we grow from the experiences of life in and of itself. You know, I want to reiterate that this is an interactive call. And those who wish to Chime in. You can press the one button on your phone, and in pressing that one button, it will activate us to activate your mic, and we can bring you on there. But I'm going to keep on talking until we see that happen. But, Pauline, <laughs> I want to open the line to you first, my dear. Because you know I can I can keep this I can keep this motor running. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I know, I know. You can keep it running. <laughs> and I think I, I think your your analogy of the cat as a cat in choice and all of that. I, I just think the cat is smart enough to know what it wants. You know. Um, so that I that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so if the cat wants to be loved up, yeah, even if they know that the individual um, is not into petting, uh, the cat will spend its time rubbing itself up against your leg. It doesn't matter. Or, you know, like uh, your mom cat, Rambo, he'll sit up right there in front of your face and look at you and beg. You know, like, yeah, okay, you know what I want, you know, and is able to, you know, communicate his his desires quite effectively. 
Yeah, Rambo is a strange cat. If those who may not know Rambo, let me introduce Rambo to you. Rambo is not just an average Siamese cat. Rambo is a Siamese cat that is actually called a seal Siamese, which means he's a little longer and bigger than the average Siamese cat. And the thing I find odd about Rambo is that his eyes are blue, okay? Which, you know, Siamese cat had blue eyes. But check this out. You ever notice at night when a light flashes in an animal's eyes, you oftentimes see a green hue come out of it. Deers mm-hmm. on the road, you know, if a dog is walking, a mm-hmm. raccoon, you know, a possum. I've seen these these creatures, you know, and driving and what have you, and, you know, there's this green hue that come out of them. But what I find interesting is that Rambo doesn't have the green hue. Rambo has the red hue. And the only thing I've seen with the red hue in their eye are people and rats. Hey, I'm not saying that people are rats or rats are people, <laughs> but it makes you wonder what's going on, especially if you went to see some of these crazy movies that was out there years ago to where there was a movie where there was some macabre stuff going on. And ever since I saw this movie, it made me curious about, you know, I guess satanic elements and what have you. Because when we speak of spiritual beings, we also speak of demons. But um, the spiritual beings I'm talking about are the spiritual beings, which are angels, which I believe when we leave our bodies, we turn into spiritual beings. And angels and I and you, we become part of the same family. And angels have a order of charge of order, if you will. Um, there's a military phrase that, that, that addresses that uh, command. I think it's a chain of command. And there's like 10 levels of angels, um, which I brought up in a previous show. But going back to the rat, in this particular movie, this, this, this person got itself together to do whatever it did. And when... I think it was called something about some kind of night gate or something crazy. They went to to attack this this being that energy force that was seemingly human. But when they went and went to to attack it and hit it and, and destroy it, it dropped form, turned into a bunch of rats that ran all over the place. I was like, you know what? You know what? That's why I don't like them things. That's why I don't like them things. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it's funny how things happen and we see things that are brought to our attention through the entertainment industry. And it's odd because the entertainment industry gives us music. We find that music is not a natural earth thing. It's a universal thing. Music is out of the cosmos. And we have learned to mm-hmm. come to bring music to form. 
on the earth plane. So we are spiritual beings who have learned how to operate music in this realm of which we live. Because music is a vibration, music is a frequency, music is a vibration and a wave. And we talked about waves earlier because a wave is that which is produced of this ocean. And a wave does not exist apart from the ocean. A wave is part of the ocean. And the ocean, therefore, and the wave are one. So it's the same with sound. And sound and energy are one. And sound can transform things in our own existence. We've even heard that if you meditate, and you meditate appropriately, you can actually change the molecular structure of the cells in your body if they're weak, if they are in need of healing. You can bring healing to them by the sound of chanting, by the sound and the vibration of your consciousness, which can bring a transformation to your life's existence. I'm, I'm in love with life. And, and 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 I'm going to share my perspective because I believe my perspective is needed in the world at this time. That's the reason why I've decided to go and bring up, bring forth the souls of souls of life society. That's S O U L souls. Well, it has an S on it. S O U L S souls of life society. Dot org. I've brought forth a Facebook channel called King Obadele, the Oracle, where I, I put download some of my poetry, which is on Facebook. I have a YouTube channel called King's Philosophy, and I've been blessed to have this segment on the family healing circle called King's Philosophy is Love. So YouTube has King's Philosophy. I dropped some pearls there, but you know what I'm going to do? What I'm going to do is I'm going to develop a Facebook page. Yes, this is the premiere. You're hearing it here by the Kings of Philosophy is Love today. <laughs> you are hearing that King is going to bring forth King's Philosophy is Love Live. Yes, we're going to have a Facebook Live channel, and we're going to go ahead and spew a whole bunch of stuff on there because people need a different perspective. So my perspective is needed in the world at this time. I have been gifted with the ability of alternate sight. This ability to not see things as does the major populace is my special gift because the perception of my perspective is actually not my own possession, but is actually the possession of God through me as its energy for this moment of now, in this time of conscious awareness, for this era of existence. You know, we had Moses way back then, and, you know, people talk about Abraham, and, you know, there's Buddha, and they talk about Shiva, and when you go and you look at the mysticisms and world religions, there are many, many people and many, many expressions of the power and the force of divinity that has come forth. And most people recognize that of the Messiah known as Jesus the Christ. 
There were people who talk of the uh, Orishas and the Obasu connection that they have and angels and all sorts of um, animistic beings that are here to assist us. There's even the conversation of the people from the Pleiades who allows us to have interaction with interstellar consciousness. But consciousness is an interesting thing because consciousness is not in your head. Consciousness is what is received in your thinking. Your subconscious is an actuality uh, connect to a vibration of living thought that is out there like a radio signal that is sent to a radio that sits on your desk or in your car. It doesn't activate unless you turn it on. You don't hear unless you turn it out. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to do King's Philosophy live, and I'm just going to stop spitting it, you know. But, you know, each one of us possess an expression of divine character that is our gift to share with those of the world who would receive it. The vibrations and frequencies of this age are not the same as in the days gone past. But this moment is ours to come and share those passions granted from within because we receive this. It's not supposed to be locked in and not shared. So today, I come across a profound statement from a teacher named Tulsi Shen from his book entitled The Ancient Secret of Success, which says, you don't become who you are. You realize who you are. That is such a powerful statement. I am so blessed to have received that knowledge. And I am going to share because, as I stated earlier in this show, one of the things that has been holding me back is the fear of criticism. And the only reason I would have fear is because I'm not trusting God. Hmm. Fear is the opposite of faith. Faith is that walk with God. I heard the guy tell me, he was a minister. He was preaching. I was listening. That's what I do. <laughs> he said, you know your faith is an amazing thing. Don't you know that every morning you wake up in faith? Do you ever realize that when you wake up, you don't look to see if the floor is there? You just swing your legs around and plop them down on the floor. Your faith is so amazing to where you can be having to go to the bathroom and you just kind of wander to the bathroom as though there's nothing in your way. As though the floor is still there. 
in your mind, nothing is telling you that the floor shouldn't be there. But this is the funny thing about faith. Dr. Friend of mine shared this with me. He said he is diligently trying his best to believe that he knows the number of steps that are in his house. And he's been working on this for years. And maybe this is something you should try with yourself. Count the number of steps that you have, the ones that are from the floor up to the next level. And keep your eyes open. Count as you go up the steps until you get to the top of the steps. And then know that you are at that platform. Then turn around and you know you are on the floor. Go and feel it out and walk around. Now, come back to the steps. You have the number. You've done it twice. Walk up the steps with the confidence of knowing that when you get to that 13th step, let's say, you can take that 14th step, step and you're at that platform. You know our brain and the consciousness that we have been locked into will fight against you every time. Give it a shot. You'll see what's happening. It's, it's kind of crazy. But it's fun. I tried it. Because you'll be thinking like you're going to trip yourself up. Because we've done it before. You know? But what I'm going to do right now is, once again, invite you to call, call in. Well, I guess if you've already called in, you, you're already here. But <laughs> the number one is my chance you want to speak. Um, and we'll be more than happy. We'd be more than happy to open up the lines for you. So pay me no mind in the sense that uh, I'm going to keep running off at the mouth. But when I see that <laughs> There's that energy that wants to come in. I'll I'll I'll, I'll stop. So how you doing, little Bailey? I'm excellent. You good? Anything you wish to share? Say. Um. So here's what I got when you when you talked about realizing who you are. So. When I thought, when I think about that, you know, many of us really kind of live in fear of of being who it is that we really are, because you know we've been really sort of socialized and conditioned into social constructs that have been given to us by our family, by society, about who it is that we should be, and uh, there is a there is a deep seated desire not to be ultimately rejected. Because if you if we were to truly step into that authenticity to to realize who we are, to realize exactly you know whose we are, who who's who it is that we are expressing in the world, and and be absolutely true to that, then you're you know I let's just put it this way I have than making a study of those who have actually achieved their goals, who have um, who've made necessary changes 
because you are stripping away, uh, or I guess you could say you are pulling yourself away from from drumness of um, social sameness. Um, I'm not going to name call the people, but you're 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 pulling yourself away from the sameness and being that expression. And uh, what what I am finding because um, these past few weeks have really been about understanding and stepping into the full uh, awakening and expression of, of who I really am and then knowing that and being acquainted with that. Um, I, I'm noticing that there are a lot more what you would say seemingly mystical experiences that I've been having Um, and more, I guess you could say, that uh, the spiritual team is more pronounced in their, their, you know, um, in their dialogue with me uh, about what's going on. And even even in those places where I'm not feeling... um, I'm not feeling uh, 100% or what I would consider emotionally at my best. With with uh, saying that, um, when we step into that place, and it gives, uh, I think I heard Reverend Val say that it gives us, um, it, we, we start seeing when we're living like that, we send out the signal to the universe, and the universe is almost as if the universe picks up on our signal and say, oh, this is where this one is. At, you know, we had been looking for them, and and that you are more or less sort of downloaded with more of what your gifting is in the world so that you can bring it to the forefront because the universe recognizes that, that you are uh, stepping into that area of, absolute faith that you and the creator are one, that you are a divine expression of the divine I am. And and because of and because of that the universe has this way of pushing you and propelling you into into what your gifting is so that it can expedite expedite sources plan for this, you know, for this experience here on the uh, on the planet. And here's something that people really need to take into consideration. You can go around and when, you know, the life is never really promised. Life is, the, the time that we have here on the planet is finite. Everybody on the planet is here on borrowed time, at least in this physical in this physical experience that we're having. Um, and it would, you know, there is the only relationship that we really need to concern ourselves with is the relationship with ourselves and with our authenticity, and as well as the relationship that we have with the Creator, because that is the one continuous constant at all times, regardless of whatever may be going on. People will come, people will go, 
people, you know, all of us, uh, all of us, you know, are are going to be transforming out of the physical plane at some existence. So why would we do anything else other than be our God-like self? So that, uh, what was it that, uh, I think, was it, was it, uh, one of the people on the love journey was saying that, um, oh, that the thought escaped me. But if it comes back, I'll I'll be sure to bring it up. But um, as we are, our um, experience, just know that at the end of the day, that you belong to God. And why are you seeking other people's acceptance other than God's acceptance? Why are you Why are you being less than? Um, for, for you know, because because of this, because they're they're not going to be here forever. You're not going to be here forever, and and the universe is calling you and telling you the path that you are in. It is always coaxing you into the path that you're supposed to be uh, living, so that so that you can you know be the saviors of the world be in that be in that Christ like state to to be the saviors of the world. So the dreamers are the saviors of the world, but the dreamers need to get out of the preoccupation with uh the social constructs in which they were brought up in. And I am complete for the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's real, you know. The lovers and dreamers are the saviors of the world but they have to make sure that they are devoted to the appropriate consciousness or conscious awareness so that they can manifest the love that is required for the continuation of creation to manifest itself through us as us. I um, was listening to um, somebody today on YouTube talking about the yin-yang symbol, and I thought it quite interesting because they said it kind of looks like two commas. And when I gave thought to that, I said, wow, that looks like two commas. And I thought about the I am, that I am. And there's a, a group of people out there, um, Joe Dispenza, I believe, is one of the people who um, had gathered people together to go to Israel, and they go to um, the holy place, and they say, I am, and then they say, comma, that I am, or or they put a comma in it, I am, comma, that I am. And as I listened to that, I was like, wait a minute. They put the comma in the wrong place. They didn't quite understand what was being said. And just taking that comma and, and shifting it, Instead of putting it in front of the that I that I am, put it behind the word that, not in front of the word that. It changes the whole dynamic of that phrase. And awareness is realization of ourselves. So when you capture it from that perspective, what I saw, and I hope I, I bring the clarity of what 
I felt of this. It is it is it is actually this phrase, I am that. I am God speaking to us. But when you say I am, comma, that I am, that is us speaking to God. So I am, comma, that I am, is only because God says, I am that, comma, I am. So the expression of God through us is the manifestation of him expressing himself, herself, however your consciousness um, reveals God to you and the construct that is best suited for your growth and development to be the manifestation of all things as one in all that is as one. So when I captured that and I opened up my consciousness to the left journey, one of the things that blew me away was uh, a song that I hadn't heard paid really any attention to since I was a child. And I thought about complaining. I thought about maybe what if what if life wasn't what I wanted it to be? Well, we had somebody bring to our consciousness in the love journey this phrase, this concept. What if everything that has happened in your life has happened because of love and not in spite of you, but because of you to have you evolve to become more of the I am. So I was saying, wow, we look at this world and the existence thereof and say that we're going through hell, okay? If we're going through hell and all the experiences that are going on and, you know, we can dig up and we can see all the confusion and the, the murders, the, the, the violence, the, the, the negativity that's out there, and it, it, it does exist. We can't ignore that it does exist. It does exist, and it makes it, makes it seem as though that there's an impression of hell going on. And if we say that, and we say that we all are going through hell, we can't do it alone. I need spirit power from you, through you, to make things change. Everything I do and say will be controversial. I've decided that I'm not going to allow criticism to hold me back anymore. So... A lot of the stuff I'm going to say is going to be controversial to somebody somewhere. But I cannot fight against that anymore. I just can't. I'm, 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 it doesn't make sense to me. I'm being filled up with whatever it is that infinite intelligence is pouring into me. And I'm going to be real with it. So there's a song that has been burning in my heart ever since I was a child. When I think of it, my heart seems to swell. My eyes seem to water. 
And then the normal beat in my heart seems to go faster and beat harder. And it dawned on me. That's an element of passion that's running through me. So I called on it and tell it that, and, and I said, I forgive myself for all my mistakes and all my failures. I said, for not stepping up when I could have stepped up before. But I said, okay, going through hell can't be going through hell if I choose to stop fighting against my passion. So going through hell can't be going through hell if I choose to stop fighting against my passion to do what I got to do. My going through hell is only going through hell if I continue not to do and not to fulfill my purpose to achieve my destiny. The song I'm talking about is The Impossible Dream. It's a crazy, mixed-up world. And I remember years ago, I looked at a a play that was called The Man of La Mancha. And there's this dude called himself Don Quixote. (laughs) And his lady love. Uh, stands for purity and perfection. And I thought about your name, Arlene, um, the purifying light of God. God. And I said to myself, oh, my God, I'm not Quixote. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because, yeah, because you're my lady, love. And Don Quixote, he was um, um, a a character by the name of Alonso Fernandez, if I'm not mistaken who um, he had taken on this characteristic of as an idealist. And it was ironic that, you know, it, 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 he was cast as a crazy man, showing the world how to live, how to fight for the right without question, how to take on a quest and defend the helpless and destroy wickedness. This is what Don Quixote was out there doing. And I was like, are you serious? This this song, To Dream the Impossible Dream, is a song that was composed in, like, 1965 for a, a, a movie, a play, a book that was called um, Man of La Marcha or something similar that was written in 1605. And I was like, wow. Miguel Cervantes wrote a book in 1605 that relates to us today, which really blew me away. But the song, The Dream, The Impossible Dream, I listened to it. And I said, that is me. That's what I'm doing. I thought about the... Whoa. I was hit with emotion just then. <laughs> but that's what passion is about. So, um, wow, that, that's me. So we, we're going we're gonna to play The Dream, The Impossible Dream. So, so you guys can hear what, what, what I heard. 
I was a child, you know, when this song hit me. And it stuck with me all this time, up to the present time. It's like I'm full circle. And, and that's what a quest is. A quest is something that you launch out on, go forth to, 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 to accomplish a mission. And, and, and then you obtain the prize. That's you, Arlene. You're my prize lady. And then when you obtain the prize, <laughs> you, 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 you go back and you, you head back. Spiritual name is Obadele. So the YouTube channel is King Obadele, the Oracle. And Obadele is a Yoruba term that means the king reaches towards home. So we're going to play to dream the impossible dream. Because that's my passion. To remove the pain from the people and try to get to them what's necessary of living life as love. Are you good with that, Arlene? Yeah. Um, I got my finger on the phone right now. All right. Let's go ahead and hit them. Upon to be 
Mm-hmm. Oh, we know we know the benefits are real. We've experienced that. <laughs> true, true, true. Thank you for so, being so authentic, Darlene. All right. Thank you for being authentic. And we will, we will see you. Honor. Yeah. We will see you next week. Yes. I like it. Particular song to go out on? Let's see what the next song. Let's put the script and this caribou. That's... I want to do Burning Bush because we're talking about passion and what have you. So let's do Burning Bush. I love that song because All right. when I think about the Burning Bush, the burning bush was not consumed by the fire. The burning bush, the manifestation of that which emitted the energy of the fire, didn't consume the bush. The bush was the fire. So the fire emitted itself out of the bush because the spirit that was inside of it made it happen. So what I say to you, is let your spirit become a blaze, be consumed by the fire. Ah. <laughs> All right. All right. Namaste, you ready? Family. Yeah. Namaste.